This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> and I was reminded of that reading Adrian Orjanowski's Yahoo Sports column about Rajon Rondo looming as the threat to the Heat's title run. Our friend Adrian joins us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Uh, well done, Adrian. Interesting read, interesting piece, and I think you made some uh, some very, very cogent points. But before we get specifically to Rondo, I'd like to take an overview of tonight. And in your estimation, what carries the day emotionally in Atlanta? The Hawks desire to be competitive, or at least a little more competitive than they were in Game 4, and make it tough on the Celtics, or the Celtics desire to end this quickly and put their old feet up to rest for a little bit? Uh, hey, guys. I, I, I think that um, Boston's got a great chance to close them out. Atlanta is beat up. You know, their front line's really been decimated by injuries. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Atlanta's a great front-running team, mm. and, you know, Boston's got them down 3-1. And, and especially if Boston gets out to a lead, I think tonight, I think they'll put them away. And then what? Uh, obviously, they they take on Philadelphia. Are you just assuming, like the rest of us, it's a Boston Miami final in the East, Adrian? You know, I'm listen. I think Boston is the one team left in the East that can challenge Miami. But you guys know with Boston, they'll play up and down the competition. I'm not listen. I'm not certain they'll beat Philly. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, I still think Chicago. I'm not counting Chicago out of that series either yet, even down 3-1. I think Philly's a young team, and getting that last win, closing out Chicago, even a beat-up Chicago team would be tough. But um, the interesting thing in this Philly, you know, and we'll assume it'll be Philly-Boston in this next round, is you may see back-to-backs because of the condensed schedule. You know, you may see back-to-backs in this round schedule-wise. And uh, that certainly favors Philly. Younger team, younger legs, um, and, and you know certainly a beat up Boston team with Ray's, Ray Allen's ankle, uh, Paul Pierce's knee, um, and that's a pretty good advantage for Philly. Listen, I think Boston wins that series, but Philly kind of got their second wind a little bit. You know they've got even though they're beating a beat, you know they're going to win the series because Chicago lost Derrick Rose, um, have, has lost Noah. But you know they, you know they really struggled the last month, six weeks of the season. But certainly they've gotten their confidence back a little bit. They played very well early in the season. Philly did, and um, it won't be an easy series for Boston. Um, but but again, I don't give Philly any chance against Miami. I do give Boston a chance against the Heat. Although I still think Miami is a clear favorite in that series. Adrian, if people haven't read your uh, piece from yesterday on uh, on Yahoo Sports, the headline is Rajon Rondo looming as threat to Heat's title run. Explain what that headline means to people who haven't read the piece. It's very well written, very well thought out. And and uh, what does it mean? Rondo looms as the threat to the Heat's title run. Well, you you look in the Eastern Conference. You know the, the, the you know the one there's two positions Miami is vulnerable to. You're really the point guard and center position. It's two, two places Miami's 
is weak at. And, you know, the, the two best players at those positions in the East are gone out of the playoffs, Derek Rose, Dwight Howard. You know, Rondo has always been a difficult matchup for the Heat. They just – Miami has answers for Pierce and Ray Allen and, and even KG. But Rondo has always been – you know, he's always played very well against them. Um, and even last year in, in that series, and I had Doc Rivers this the other night, um, you, know, it, you know, if he wondered, you know, if that series might have been different, if, if things might have played out differently um, – had they not lost Rondo, and, and of course he does. And so uh, I, I just think his ability to dominate the game in, in so many different ways, different areas, um, you know, without scoring. You know, he's one of the rare players in the league who can dominate without scoring the ball. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's the matchup they still don't have an answer for in Miami, and, and if they're going to beat and to me, the only player who stands between, you know, a return to the finals uh, for Miami in the East is, is Rondo. And um, Indiana, Philly, those teams aren't going to beat Miami. Um, but you still give, you know. And listen, I still think it's tough. I was talking to a, a coach last night in the league, and, and he didn't give Boston a great shot in a series against Miami. He just felt like, you know, the ability of Ray Allen and Paul Pierce as beat up as they are to chase around LeBron and Wade for seven games, you know, beat them four times, he wasn't buying it. And he's probably right. But, again, um, you know, you know, they've got to chase Rondo around, and that's, that's been a problem for them in the past. You know, Rondo is, is a fascinating character. He's been described as uh, determined, quirky, mercurial, smart. Have you been able to figure out or talk to anybody who's figured out what really makes this guy tick deep inside? He's just – just a tremendous competitor, just a t- t- tremendous drive, you know, just, you know, guys who coached him, you know, certainly guys who coached him just talk about, and guys who played with him just say there's an intelligence there uh, uh, that's um, at the very top in the league. I, I had an anecdote in that story uh, yesterday about, you know, and this was a, this was a few years ago, um, you know, they gave, they gave him a scouting report for um, the Atlanta first Atlanta playoff series, where they went this the night before, they gave them top fourteen or fifteen plays Atlanta runs in a you know just in a binder, and uh, and the next day when he came back to the facility, you know one of the coaches was running through plays with him and uh, ran through two asked what about this play this play this play, and the coach threw out a play and Rondo said that's not in there. They don't run that. And he was right. And uh, he was right. The coach had made it up. But, but he knew Rondo had gone through and memorized, you know, Atlanta's playbook overnight. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a you know, small example of how he approaches things. He's a guy who knows where all the other four guys are supposed to be on the floor and just has, um, you know, and listen, there's, you know, a tortured genius to a lot of great athletes and young point guards in the league. And so his, and you see with Russell Westbrook, you see it with him, you know, they don't always get along with the guys around them. They don't always, it doesn't always go smoothly. But, um, you know, you see that in football. You see it in, in different positions in football. You see it in, um, in other sports. And, and I think that position, that position in basketball, especially the smaller point guard who's, 
you know, whose edge is being a guy um, who's physically overmatched in a lot of ways and has to walk around with a chip on his shoulder to be able to compete and be great. And, and that gets you jammed up sometimes with your coaches, with your teammates, and you have to live with that with a player like Rondo because, you know, he can be moody and he does go in and out of, um, you know, go in and out of those things. But you, you accept that when you have a talent like that. Hey, Adrian, uh, in, the, in the Globe today, Gary Washburn's writing about the possibility of keeping the band together next year, keeping Garnett and or Allen and making another run at that. Do you think we're uh, possibly some people here – are getting swept up in the in the moment, the emotion. Is that realistic to you? Do you see what do you see the Celtics team doing going forward? We know Garnett and, and Allen's contracts expire. Will they go at, dive into the free agent market? Will they try to wait a year or two years? What's your guess? My, my gut is Boston will try to bring back everybody on a one year deal. You know, there's not a there's not a good free agent class this summer, so it's not like they're saying, "Hey, we're going to go out and get." We can go out and get this big free agent, that big free agent, and rebuild. Um, if they can get those guys back on one-year deals, here, here's what I think will happen. This is just, you know, I think New Jersey will offer Garnett like a two-year, $25 million deal. And uh, Boston will probably offer like one-year, eight or nine million. And then, you know, they'll leverage that Nets offer into like a one-year, you know, big money off, you know, deal for Garnett. And I bet he stays. I think Ray's going to go. I, I think Ray, I think, Unless something changes, um, I think Ray will go somewhere else next year. Um, but my gut is I think Garnett maybe probably comes back. I think they try to bring everybody back on one-year deals. And, and maybe they go one more year. Just because I don't think there's, um, you know, you know, there's not – they don't need the space this summer. But I don't think Boston's going to jam itself up beyond one year going forward. Um, so I think I, I have a feeling if, you, if you're asking me to, to guess and based on the information I have, I bet you KG comes back on a one-year deal, and I, I wouldn't be surprised surprised if Ray's in, if Ray goes to a contender um, somewhere else next year, what, maybe on a two-year deal, Miami, yeah. maybe maybe even the Lakers. Last time I think last time we had John, you you mentioned some free agents, and we were less than thrilled. Uh, if they were, if Danny were to sign a free agent or two, who would be the top of the list? Was it Eric Gordon, uh, Ben Gordon? I mean, who else would you throw on a list of uh, guys? That... Yeah. But yeah, you know, Eric Gordon's a restricted free agent. They don't, I don't think that have you, I don't know if they'd have the space or not for him. And New Orleans will match that anyway. Yeah. It's just not a good class. I don't have it in front of me. I, you know, Kevin Garnett will be, you know, um, uh, you know, Garnett will be, you know, the top, top, you know, Tim Duncan's a free agent. You, you, <laughs> we know he's not going anywhere. So, um, uh, Ilisova with the Bucks, you know, will be like a top forward, you know, power forward um, free agent. And, and he's not better than the guy you have right now. And so, um, I think the class in 13 is better. Um, and some guys will be unrestricted free agents, but that, that'll be restricted this summer. You know, Spencer Hawes is probably going to be the top center. Um, on the market this summer, um, he'll get paid. Somebody will pay him. Um, but I, I just think Boston can bring back the group one more time. But those guys may get multi-year offers somewhere else, and, and then they'll decide: Do I want to take a little more security? Like, I, I can't see KG taking an extra year and a little more money 
to go lose in New Jersey at his age. I can't see him doing that. Um, you know, but teams like some, there's some bad teams like Jersey who have money this summer, um, and, and they'll throw it at, you know, some of these Celtic veterans. Hey, Adrian, in your estimation, is Miami this year a better team than last year, a worse team than last year, or just about the same? Um, I think they're about the same, although I think LeBron is a little more settled this year than he was last year, and I think that makes them better. I think LeBron is, I think he's grown. I, I think he's become, um, I think he's matured. And, and for that reason, um, that makes them better. And I think that makes them uh, a bigger threat to win it all. I, I just think that to beat them four times in a series is really, you know, Boston still had Jeff Green. Uh, if he was playing this year, another long athletic body who could give you minutes I'm one of those guys. If they had just kept Tony Allen a couple years ago, I don't know if Boston has enough quality perimeter defenders to not only defend them, but then you know you get in foul trouble defending them, and and, and their bench is improved. Um, I, I think I think Miami is comparable to last year, but the fact again, the fact that LeBron I think is just a little more comfortable there, comfortable in himself. Um, I have a feeling he's going to play well in some big spots here in the postseason, and and and, and you know, and uh, um, you know, give himself a chance a chance to get a ring this year. And finally, Adrian, who survives the tractor pull out west? The Lakers, Oklahoma City, or San Antonio to get to the finals? I, I tell you, what, I mean, Oklahoma City still to me is the team, but the Spurs—they've won 14 straight games. Um, they are—they're going to be really hard to beat. And uh, I think it'll be, you know, a Spurs-Oklahoma conference final. Um, and the Spurs have had success against Oklahoma City. I, I think Oklahoma gets out. I just think they have the best players top to bottom. But, but I'm not counting that Spurs team out. And, and even Lakers, because of Bynum's growth this year, um, nobody has anyone like Bynum anywhere in the league right now. Uh, the West is going to be uh, – there's going to be two great semifinal series, a great conference final. The East is pretty brutal to watch right now. He's Adrian Wojnarowski, Yahoo Sports. Read him. You will enjoy him. Adrian, thanks for the time. Always a pleasure talking basketball with you. Guys, thanks for having me. Adrian Wojnarowski with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T Hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.